0: welcome to episode 11 of the Cultivate Church Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kelly, and today Jeff Geip and I are talking with Kyle Curry about what it's like to be a first-time church planner. Kyle was part of the Cultivate Beta program and has very recently planted the Table Fellowship in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. He's right in the thick of it and has a unique first-person perspective about the ups and downs of a new church plant. As a new church planner, Kyle talks candidly with us about things like finding a place to meet for church, what kind of team they had, and how they're able to pay the bills. For those who are considering church planting and wonder what it's like to plant your first church, today's episode is for you. Or if you're curious about how to get started planting a church or helping someone else plant a church, there are some great tips in this episode. Enjoy! All right, welcome to the Cultivate Church Planting podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kelly, and I am joined today by a couple of great friends, Kyle Curry and Jeff Geip. And today we're gonna be talking with Kyle about something really exciting that's happened in his life, and that is his new church plant that he has um, accomplished by God's grace. Uh, through the Cultivate uh, program. So today's episode, we're going to be asking him, how did you do it? How did you uh, make this happen? By God's grace. But what are some of the practical steps that you took? And uh, Jeff Geip, um, who has been on the show before, we're blessed and privileged to have him with us. Jeff is the um, chief. Are you? Do you have chief financial officers in there in CGN? Do we? Jeff, that, that is, yes, that is my title. What's your, I asked you this before I asked every time, but what is your yeah. actual official title?
1: It's it's CFO slash director
0: of development. Uh, okay. I like that one. Yeah. Director of development.
1: It sounds so much more important than what it actually <laughs> is. Just so you know,
0: <laughs> no, I can't yeah. wait till I get some acronyms before my name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And Kyle, you're pretty much, you're just a, a lowly church planner. That's it, that's it, <laughs> that's it. Hey, you got, that's all- you got the best of everything. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah so today we're gonna be talking about, uh, with Kyle and Jeff and myself, about uh, church planting. Imagine that on a church plant uh, podcast, but um, more specifically, um, the successes and challenges that come uh, in planting a new church and that's why I think it's really cool that you're here, Kyle, because um, you're doing it right now. You're uh, in the midst of it. You've had some success and also problems along the way. And um, as people are listening to the podcast, you know, a lot of young guys are in your same position, and especially thinking about joining up with Cultivate, the church planning network that we're doing and uh, Kyle is part of the, the Cultivate program as well. So to start with, uh, let's go right to you, Kyle, and why don't you just give us a little summary about what, where are you, who are you, what are you doing?
2: Um, well, my name is Kyle. Um, I have been in uh, pastoral ministry since 2009. Um, I was really in, in, in serving the Lord full-time uh, since 2008, but, uh, got ordained in Southern California at Reliance Church Pastor Ted uh, Leavenworth in 2011 and so my family and I served here uh, at Reliance from when it was just a you know a small Bible study. It up until we left in uh, 2020, January of 2020, to plant our own church, and we moved to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, um, my family and I. And I've got three kids. Been married to my wife Sarah since 2007, so we're coming up on I guess 16, 16 years uh, this this summer. And um, yeah, we started a church. In um, we started meeting on Sundays in January of uh, last year, so 2022. So, I mean, that's like the Reader's Digest version. I'm sure we'll get into more, but, um, that's a little snapshot of, of who I am and what we're doing.
0: Sweet. And can you explain to our listeners, um, that may be a little bit younger, what Reader's Digest is? um uh, the short condensed version
2: <laughs> jeff can you please explain
1: yeah. yes uh maybe the only one on this podcast that used to get readers to digest yeah. delivered
0: 100 <laughs> percent. that was a good one uh, huh that was good that was good Uh, I'm just trying to break the ice a little bit, you know. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I can
2: go into detail on all that stuff as well. I'm sure we we will. But that's just the snapshot of, of, you know, what's been going on over the last, you know, 15 years, 16 years of my life.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. And um, I've been following you on uh, Instagram and by phone. We've talked on the phone a couple of times. Uh, Kyle and I met up. I think the first time was on the west coast at a pastor's gathering no no in philadelphia at a pastor's gathering right and um so you're you're about a year in how did you start out did you start out like a bible study did you start out a meeting in a place what's what's the story there
2: yeah so we moved like i said in january of 2020 um and obviously we didn't know the world was going to be turned upside down a couple of months later. So the intention was I was sent out by my home church. I was just going to get a job, um, start a home Bible study and just start, you know, seeing where God would take it. And so that's what we set out to do. And then COVID hit. So we delayed the home Bible study, um, until September of 2020. So we, we did meet, um, in a home for about a year and three months September, October, November, a year and four months before we actually started Sunday services. So we met in September of 2020, all the way till Christmas Eve of 21. And we, we launched our officially, we launched on Christmas Eve of 21. Um, and so we've been meeting on Sundays for a little over a year now.
0: You guys meet in a coffee shop, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. We meet in a coffee shop. Um, really cool story how that happened. Our first day moving to Murfreesboro, the kids had never been there. So my wife and I, we drive all the way from Southern California to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And we go into this coffee shop that we were excited uh, to try out because we had been following them on social media. My wife and I both love coffee and and not terrible coffee. And and Murfreesboro didn't have any like third wage shops or anything like that. And so as we moved out to or as we got to Tennessee, uh, we started following uh, this coffee shop we met the owner the very first day and he was like, oh, what brings y'all out here from California. And I said, well, we're here to uh, seek the Lord and, and plant a church. And right there on the spot, he offered for us to meet in his location. And I was like, or his his shop, I was Dang. Like, we're, we, 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 we're not even there yet. We, we haven't even, we don't even have a house. We moved with no house and, and no job. So can it's like, live here I need too? to get a job. Yeah. It's like, I need a job. I need to find a place to live can first. I,
0: can I work here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, uh, just creating relationships with him and the rest of the people that work there. Um, and you know, a year and a half later we're meeting in his shop. Dang. So, that's cool.
0: cool. What's yeah. bad coffee though? Are you talking bad about coffee. Star- Starbucks? Are you talking about Starbucks? Yes. Okay. hundred percent. Right. I am.
2: or pete's coffee or the bean or any or dutch brothers
0: like 50 to 60 percent of our listeners just tuned out what about um duncan i'm sorry you have duncan
2: yeah duncan's big out here but uh, i've never had their coffee so i can't you won't even try it it's like no no and listen i'm not pretentious (laughs) i don't think i make coffee at no you're not you're not yeah no, yeah. <laughs> shut up guys.
1: <laughs> well, I have to say though, brass horn coffee shop, we'll give them a shout out because they do have wonderful coffee. The owner's a wonderful Christian and they have been so gracious. So yeah. Yeah. Is that the one, Tennessee.
0: is that the one that they're meeting at Brasshorn, Is that the name of it? Kyle? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Cool. Jeff, how do you fit into this picture? Like what's your relationship here to this church church plant and with Kyle and everything? Well,
1: um, as, as Kyle had mentioned, he was sent out by Reliance Church, Ted Le- Leavenworth, and um, he is part of the CGN team. And when we were starting up the Cultivate Church Planning Network, we were doing some trial runs, and Kyle uh, was suggested to me that we, we meet with him and maybe do a trial run with Kyle. <laughs> like, a <guinea> and, <laughs> like a guinea pig. Like a guinea pig. And that so that's how we met. And I have to say, I think the first time we met, we just hit it off really well. And um, and God just kind of took over from there. It was really cool.
0: Nice. And you've been, how far away are you, Jeff? It, do you live from where Kyle is?
1: Um, as a crow flies about 30 miles, but... Uh, that's what we say
0: here in the South. That, yeah, that's yeah, yeah I know that one. Yeah, that's good yeah, it, I knew the it, Reader it, Digest one, too. I was just messing yeah. with you. <laughs> sure. But it,
1: it would take, it takes about an hour to drive there.
0: Okay. So close. Mm -hmm. You're pretty close. Yeah. Very close. Good. And, um, you've been able to kind of see this from the inception all the way up to where it is today.
1: Yeah. So that was, um, being that he was one of our Guinea pigs, as Uh we've discussed, um, it was really fun to go through the process with him and, uh, challenging. We learned a lot. Um, and I'm very thankful that I was able to to be one of the early coaches through this. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have seen God work through the cultivate program in just a wonderful way. Yeah. Um, and um one of the things I told Kyle from the very beginning is that I will not sit on your board. This is me coaching you and mentoring you more than that, but I am now sitting on a board. But anyway, <laughs> because I just love what God has done through the church and and it's really been a blast.
0: That's awesome, yeah. That's awesome, um, Kyle. Okay, getting into the the plant, you got the you got the location because that's the big like when you're going to plant a church, you're fresh in this, and we we're, we're actually pretty new here at our our church as well, so it's fresh kind of in my mind. But there are certain things that you question as you're going into it, and and one of the big ones is um, where are we going to meet. Uh, are we going to, when are we going to meet on Sunday morning? Cause that seems like the right, you know, churchy thing to do. Um, and, uh, also how are we going to get the, the finances for it? But you got that first one already covered. You got a place to meet. Yeah. It's literally an open door, like, Hey, come and meet in our coffee yeah. shop.
2: So the, the coffee shop is an old, uh, it's older building. Um, and so it, it was just a big not even a big but it was like a warehouse kind of space. So the coffee shop had built out their side, but then there were storage rooms in the back that were just kind of decrepit and, and old and so I worked out a deal with the owner. I said, "Hey, we'll rehab those build or those rooms to make them in, habitable for our children's ministry in exchange for being able to meet at your place." And so we we met for 6 months um, at the coffee shop in exchange we built out those rooms. And so he's going to use those rooms eventually to, uh, for meeting spaces, conference rooms, that kind of stuff. Um, so it's really worked out great for him. Didn't cost him anything. And <clears throat> it only costs us a couple grand for six months worth of meeting space. Dang. So, so yeah, does he we, charge
0: you at all to meet there?
2: Yeah. So now, now we have, um, we, <laughs> we pay 150 bucks a week, And that includes the coffee, not espresso, (laughs) that includes the coffee, the cups, the creamer, everything. So it's, I mean, that's how much that expensive
0: coffee costs anyway, just apart from the building and everything. And And it's one of my
1: favorite churches to visit because not only is the coffee, they've got a young woman in their their fellowship that can bake like no other person, this is true. You got the baked goods and the coffee. Oh yeah. It's It's awesome. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so that's, man, some some guys, maybe we shouldn't have had you on the, the show, Kyle, because uh, you got to like, a, that's pretty abnormal. Wouldn't you say, Jeff, in your experience with church planting and, and mine at least, to have that kind of a head start, I would say, on getting a place to meet at that price. How many people can, um, can it seat, Kyle?
2: Well... I would say it see, it, it can see up to like 70 adults in the sanctuary. Um, and we've been at capacity the last several weeks. So yeah. now we're thinking about adding a second service. Wow. So man, maybe 65, but somewhere in that, that range.
0: I was just kidding about not having you on the show though, but that is awesome. Just to hear, um, uh, God, it was, it's really God. it's the Lord. And we've got a similar story here, um, this church building that we're meeting in, just the doors open for it, for us to meet here. Um, but would you, do you think when it comes to like cafes, coffee shops, I assume the owner is a Christian guy? Is he Christian? He is. Okay. Um, and I'm sure he's not alone in that, but would you say that that's kind of maybe a, a, a model that churches could follow to go to Christian owned businesses and ask to use their spaces?
2: Yeah, I, I had talked to, to Jeff actually about this, you know, the idea that I had um, even was, you know, opening up a, a coffee shop and using that to be the front door for a church, you mm-hmm. know, and um, there's a I don't know, you have to do coffee really well in order to
0: make a living at it, you mm-hmm. know, so I don't unless know that you're Starbucks, the most... then you just have to have a good marketing plan. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I like absolutely. it. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not a sophisticated man myself, Kyle, but yeah. I like Starbucks.
2: Your tattoos say that. Yes, you're yeah are very
0: sophisticated. <laughs> Do you have tattoos? You have to have tattoos if you want to plan a church. Let's see. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. Here we go.
2: I got, ta- I got tattoos. Oh, I'm right. cool.
0: Christian ones or? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Jesus. Yep. So this yep.
2: Portrait of Jesus.
1: <laughs> even even I have one.
0: Do you? Oh wow. Yours kind of looks like mine, Uh Jeff. I know. I, I have I an L. That. You guys, you, you guys are married. You have an yeah. L, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's your wife's name? <laughs> Teresa. Oh. Teresa Love. This is T. Oh, yes. Sure. Mine's Lynn, so it's not the same person good. No. Just checking. <laughs> no, we are not that way in Calvary Chapel. <laughs> uh, this episode on.
2: will never we put, air.
0: Hey, we put the cult in Cultivate, you know.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm out. I'm, That's going <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm, this is my first and only
0: podcast I've ever done. And it's not even going to air anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> like, so when's that podcast coming out? Oh man. We, we, ah, yeah, we scrapped it. It's not, <laughs> it's,
2: it's it's not me. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I do think that that's a, that's an avenue that, that church planters can, can take. And, and for me personally, it's about relationships other than, I mean, there's a lot of Christians in the world as we know, but not necessarily, uh, f- following Jesus. And so just because a business is a Christian owned business doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the best place for you to plant your church. I think it's relationally staying connected in your community and those doors will open. God will open those doors where he wants you. Um,
0: yeah. So. Yeah. That's a good word. Jeff, what What do you think? You, you, I think it was you that was kind of telling me about this coffee shop idea because, you know, I, I, Um, up in, we planted a church up in Bellingham, Washington, and they have really good coffee up there. I think even you would approve of it, Kyle. So that's, it's pretty good. Um, but there was a Christian owned, uh, coffee, uh, business there called Woods. It was, it turned into a chain and got pretty popular, but they would let churches and like young adult ministries and stuff. Um, after the coffee shop closed, they would let them come in and, and use it after hours and stuff. So I think it's, I think it's cool because everybody knows about the coffee places, especially if they're good. Right.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's something that we should, a person should prayerfully consider because of the, the positive parts are that you're adding to the community, you know? And I think this is something that Christians really need to think about or church planners need to think about is how, how can we have an impact our, in our community? You know, conceivably, owning a coffee shop would not only be a meeting place for people to meet during the week and to have social uh, type things getting together, but it's also an opportunity to bring unbelievers to, um, you know, to sit down, have a cup of coffee, share the faith. I, I would even go as far as to say, if you own the coffee shop, to em- employ non-believers, hmm. um, you know, in a sense of, hey, you know what? We we are not here just to share the gospel, but we are here to add to the community um you know a place to where we can be a channel of god's grace to the community um so i think i think it's something to really consider and some of the coffee shops that i've been into are are larger um this is not a new concept i've learned of this back in india um about five or six years ago they this was kind of a thing that was moving forward i don't know that it's ever taken flight but it's certainly something to think about. Are you talking about now.
0: the shops in India hosting church services or?
1: Yes. So in India, it is very difficult to to lease or to buy any type of property. Um, and then there's government restrictions. So if you get a space in a mall, like a coffee shop in a mall, you are free to do whatever you want within that space. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so that's kind of the idea. Um, and I know there's a a nonprofit that is doing that sort of thing. Now, I can't remember the name of it, but they were doing a really good job with it.
0: Cool. Hey, Kyle, what, what are the people like that are coming to your church? I mean, when you think about these like um, cafes, coffee shops, it tends to be more trendy and that sort of thing. Would you say that the demographic of your church uh, is that way or what, what's it look like? Like if I came on a Sunday morning, who am I going to see there?
2: Um, you'll see really every age bracket we have a lot of young families um so it's interesting when we moved uh, my wife and i prayed that people would come with us but we made it a point not to ask anybody just because mm. we didn't want any sort of uh, relational connection to be the reason that people came because we know that they would eventually fall away and they would go back or it would just not end well and so i've been around enough church plants to know like sometimes going out um, with nobody is better because then God can bring who he wants uh, versus the excitement of going out and thinking that it's going to be great. And then people realizing that it's not what they thought it was going to be. So we went out with praying and hoping that people would come with us and and nobody did, but we were saying, okay, well, we know we're supposed to go. So we're going to go. Well, a few months after six months after we move our first family from uh, California moved out to be a part of it and then another month later uh, another single young guy moved out to be a firefighter out there and he lived with Sarah and I for like a little bit until he found a place and then his whole family moved so there was and they're in their 60s you know mom and dad in their 60s and uh, a 26 year old daughter you know and then another young uh, family that I Sarah and I did the premarital counseling and I married them and I discipled and he and his wife moved out so we get all this influx people that we knew from back in california that we never asked specifically to come but we were praying that people would and god started to bring them um that's cool So, what's the
0: what run run back to the beginning again because i didn't catch all that you what was your reason why you wouldn't ask people because you think they'd they'd just do it for the wrong motives or
2: no it wasn't even that it's just i i didn't want i'm such a relational person or at least i i um yeah, I'm just a very relational person. Uh, relationships come fairly easy. And I know that uh, I, I didn't want me to persuade someone to come. Um, when God hadn't of, told
0: them or, or what? Just because yeah, they wanted yeah, to hang yeah. out with you? Kind yeah, of thing? Just,
2: I, yeah. yeah, I just didn't. Because there's an excitement when there's a church plant. There's yeah. like, And especially if you know, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this too. People that you knew at your previous churches, they're like, yeah, it's cool. Let's go. Cool, let's be a part of it. But yeah. it, the excitement wears off soon
0: yeah, you know, yeah,
2: and, yeah. And, and it's just you and the Lord and it's lonely and those people from the experiences that I've seen and just being a part of ministry for so for a long time you just see that people leave and so as much as I wanted to ask I'm not saying this is the right way to do it this is the way that we felt led to do it okay um we didn't go we didn't ask anybody even my best friend in the world who's from Tennessee I never once said a word to him and he's the first family that actually end up coming and so I know if God if God wanted them there he's going to speak could to him, you just uh,
0: can you just say like if you want to come you can come or you just you're just like leaving it all up to the lord
2: i i, I you could say whatever you want <laughs> I, I i'm not saying this is the right this way is your st-
0: uh, okay all right this is your story
2: yeah this is just the way we did it okay you know all right all right so, all right <laughs>
0: yeah. jeff how did you do it you like that what do you, what do you think about it i think that is
1: uh, very wise okay. um Because you don't...
0: Because you mentored. You talked about being uh, the coach to Kyle and mentoring him along the way. Is that something that you talked to him about?
1: We talked a lot about just allowing the Lord to lead you and having a strong conviction Mm -hmm. um, from the Lord and how you would proceed forward. You know, um, we don't want to be a cookie cutter organization. You know, we want the Lord to, to... give us because he's created us differently yeah he's given us different vision and and rather than saying well if we do this and this and this and it works it's from the lord well what if it doesn't work it's better that we do hey this is what the lord is showing me and so I've yeah, always yeah. encouraged Kyle with that. It's just whatever the Lord is showing you. My my position is not to tell him what to do, but to support him in what I feel like the Lord is showing him to do. Right. Um, and that just brings a greater deal of peace. It's more of a, a trust and a reliance that God is doing what God is doing. Okay.
0: Good. And it we're, ended up working out, right, Kyle?
2: Yeah. People showed up. And Are they?
0: No. Up. Now you talked about like um, the retention rate. And, uh, like how many of those are still there? Are they all there? Did anybody leave?
2: N- nobody's left yet, but okay. there's still time. There's still time.
0: <laughs> yeah. We so. had, um, we had a few people come and, and go here in ours, but it was all right. It, Cause they were here for a season and it was perfect while they were uh, here. Yeah. And you know, that was the way we did it. So.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, I've been going off and on for a year and when I go and visit, I always feel like, you know, this is a healthy church. Mm-hmm. Um it's got age range my age, I'm in my 60s. They have people in their 60s and their 50s and their 40s and their 20s, married, single and a ton of kids. Yeah. Um to me it's just a, a perfect blend of um of that. So yes, it's really cool. Cool.
0: Do you feel like um I used to give my friend a hard time because he, um, whenever, uh, Mars Hill came out in Seattle, it was like really cool. It was really trendy. And I, it was almost like you kind of felt like you had to wear the right clothes and looked a certain way. And then we joked around about the tattoos, like, Oh, you gotta have tattoos to go there. You gotta love the special coffee and you know, all the stuff or whatever, but you don't feel like it's that way at all.
2: Are you asking me or Jeff?
0: Well, both of you, you Kyle, cause you're, you know, the people the yeah. most. No, I, I. It's definitely not that way. I. You know what I'm talking I, about, though, right? Like,
2: yeah, hundred percent. So yeah. we're we're super casual. Um, you know, we're in the South, which we probably should be a little less casual, maybe. But <laughs> like in the summer, like I'll preach in flip flops and shorts and a t-shirt. Oh. You know, which is like that's Florida status. And yeah, I, you know, that's but, what we
0: do. We don't even but, do flip flops. We just have bare feet.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so I'm not that hippie. But um, no, but it, it's definitely not that. Like we have we have a couple in their eighties or their 80, 79 and 80. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes up after every service and he just, he just loves it. He loves being yeah. there. It's freshing. our acoustic or we have a worship. It's acoustic. We don't have like moving graphic. We're simple. The big thing that I took away from a friend of mine, he said, fight for simplicity, fight for simplicity. And mm-hmm. so, um, was that I'm, me? I'm Did still, I say that to you? Uh, yes, that was, that was, you, you know. um, just, uh, as, as,
0: I thought you wanted me to remain an, anonymous. So you were just saying a friend of mine, you know, no, <laughs>
2: it, it definitely wasn't you. Uh, so I, I've taken that to heart. You know, I've taken that yeah, to heart. Yeah, we're not, yeah. we're not, we're not slick. We have an acoustic worship. We have yeah. uh 12 year olds leading worship and, Dang. uh, along with their dads. And it's just, it's really, we're, we're super casual. Um, if it doesn't, we're not going to strive to make it work. If it works, it works.
0: Yeah. Not the whole production (laughs) thing. Yeah. That's our thing too, here is, uh, keep it simple. I tell that to our church all the time and people like that because to be honest, I think people are getting sick of, um, either the real, like in the South, the traditional churches with all their, um, you know, you have, it's almost like a club that if you weren't born into it and your family you know, didn't go through all the hoops, then you don't fit in. Or on the other side, the super mega churches that are overproduced and that sort of thing. I mean, I'm not criticizing that at all. I'm, I like going to worship events and stuff like that, um, the big mega churches. But a lot of people are looking for simple. They're looking for just kind of a genuine, you walk in the door, you meet a few people. It, some things work when it with the worship music. Some things don't, you know, that sort of thing. It's refreshing. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And, and, you know, I talked to, um, I talked to a guy named Rodney Wilkinson, uh, episode three. Um, and that, and we talked about multi-ethnic church planting and he's a African-American bro. And I'm i I'm a white guy. Um, for those of you who can't see the us on the video that I'm definitely white um, and then we had another guy, <laughs> what are you smiling at, Jeff? I can huh? think of a hundred things to say right <laughs> now, but I'm, 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 I'm going to show self-control. Get, okay, good, good. Thank you. I was getting to my point that I was making, but it was a great, um, it was a great conversation because, um, you know, I asked him like, Hey, um, you know, how, do, how do we get not just with, um, black and white or, or the, the race thing, but age, you mentioned age is a, is a, is an issue too. And social status and um, subcultural groups, you know, types of music, people in the South, you know, some of the guys are, at least around here in Florida, drive those big trucks. And then other guys are driving in with electric vehicles. So there's a whole array of different categories. So I asked him, like, how do you get to become more multi-ethnic? And is that something that we need to, like, have everybody all mixed up equally? And he had a good answer. He said um, that, uh, you know, in his church, it's when it comes to the, the race thing, he, he's he got about uh, 75% of his congregation are black. Uh, about 25 are white and other um, races. And he says it's great because, you know, there's a contribution to be made from all sides. So all of that to say, you know, when it comes to planting in a coffee shop or in a, a trendy part of town or that sort of thing, you don't have to, um, in my opinion, feel uh, bad for people that are kind of like you joining your group as long as you are making space for those other groups and categories of people. And I think that's where the error is, is not making the space for or really including in the other groups of, uh, of people that you mentioned, the the kids playing the cajon, the 12-year-old, the the old guy who, you know, has ne- does he likes Folgers, you know? <laughs> it's like you're not gonna you're not gonna shame him. Um yeah. unless you get to know him really well, then you will you will shame yeah. him. There's
2: there's a little shaming.
0: Yeah. And that's okay. You you have to, it is. you know, he has to change.
2: He does. I, it's my job <laughs> as his shepherd to lead him to green pastures. Okay. And folgers ain't it. Folgers ain't it. And Starbucks ain't it.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh man. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeff, do you drink Starbucks? Um, yes, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff. I was just, you're be I was just next I'm time looking you, for a new m- mentor. N- next time you go to the table fellowship, you're not going to yeah, get in the door.
1: I was just in Austria and the, the, the pastor of a church in Rome or a, in Italy gave me his Starbucks car because he can't use it there. So okay. I will be going because I, first and foremost, I'm cheap okay so yeah. whenever whenever any anybody gives me anything i have to use it for sure
0: well you know what you should do just because you're trying to be a good example to kyle is you should send that to me so that he won't be stumbled by you drinking that cup, yes, that sir. coffee
2: i have a ten dollar um starbucks gift card that i got via email Um, if I can, if I can transfer that to you, tell me how it's yours,
0: bro, you know what we should do when this episode release, we releases, we should get, um, first person the text in that kind of thing. Like you get the $10 gift card.
2: Perfect. All right.
0: Sounds (laughs) good. But hope you're hoping that, um, you're hoping that, uh, after this episode, they're going to be converted to better coffee.
2: Yes. That is my hope. Okay.
0: Let's talk about cultivate, um, real quick and the cultivate program because, um you were as Jeff said one of the early days um before I even uh joined up as a matter of fact um so you you got connected with Jeff obviously and Nick Katie as well right
2: Yeah so Ted, Ted um got me connected when, when I moved out um so I had already left to plant I had already moved to Tennessee uh Ted heard about Jeff coming to uh Franklin which is about 45 minutes away and so Ted gave me Jeff's number and that's how we got connected. Okay. And then from from Jeff, I think Jeff got me connected with Nick. I think that's how it all started.
0: hmm Nice. Um, what was the worst thing about cultivate? <laughs> Speak freely. Yeah. Um well I think Jeff. I'm the glad worst that you didn't is, answer so very... too quickly. That's what are you laughing at, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff was the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. About cultivate. Well, if I can put it in one word, it's Jeff.
1: Jeff, yes. Yeah.
2: Well, I felt like they didn't really have an identity at first. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was just like, Hey, go through this assessment, but we didn't, they didn't really call it an assessment. Even it was like, go through this church planning program. That's probably the worst thing. It's just, it wasn't, it was more ambiguous than it was like, here's what it is. Here's, you know, what to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't clear. It wasn't clear at the beginning. Yeah. 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 Now that makes sense. So w- talk about uh, the walk through that, that initial assessment. So you, you actually, you guys filmed a little video, didn't you? That's on the website, as a matter of fact, right? It's on the cultivate church dot Cultivatechurchplanting.com. Yeah, right, right. yeah, you can right. go to com and it'll link you there or you can just go straight to CultivateChurchPlanning.com. But you guys did the little promo video, testimony video on the front page, right?
1: Yes, and that yeah. was actually in, in the coffee shop where they meet for church. So okay. you can get a... Doesn't show the whole shot, but it it shows the background. It's a it's a really cool vibe.
0: Nice. Yeah. And you would know, Jeff. You would know. You've been around <laughs> the world. Hey, um, uh, what's your Instagram, Kyle? The church Instagram and your own your own one.
2: Uh, at the table fellowship, I believe. Let me see.
0: Okay, go check out that Instagram uh, and see their church in action. You guys are good on social media too.
2: Oh, that's good because I'm horrible at it, um, and I don't do any of it. I don't even have the lo- I have the login, but I don't post or anything. We have a a, a young girl who's in college that does that for uh, us, which yeah. is awesome.
0: Yep, that's awesome. No, yes. you guys do really good, and you have uh, like a photographer that goes around and takes pictures of the church and stuff.
2: I, my wife, myself, we take them on our iPhones. We send them to her. She'll edit them and then like post them when she wants to. Okay. Or when it, it just makes it sense. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a really good. Yeah. Um, and talk about that for a second, because we'll we'll wrap up here in a few minutes. But what I mean, what what would you say was the big factor in people actually coming to your church? Was it the location, because it's in a coffee shop, or is it the social media stuff, or what would you say? Um,
2: I would say almost everybody was personally invited by somebody.
0: Okay. Um, Word of mouth.
2: I, yeah, people have stumbled upon the coffee shop thinking it was open and have stayed for service before. Um, or at least that's, they, they know it's there now. And so there's an element there, but, uh, I think the majority, excuse me, the majority of the people who come have been personally invited by, by other people who come. So I feel like that's sustainable. You know, I like that approach.
0: What about in the beginning? Like, how did you get those initial people?
2: Well, the initial people is all those families that started to move. Well, we, we, we met in our our neighborhood or my home in our neighborhood and it was during COVID, everyone was staying home and so uh-huh. i just got to know all my neighbors and so uh-huh. we had we had like a fourth of july or a uh, labor day barbecue and then the next week we started our bible study strategically so we invited all the neighbors over and say hey next week we're having a bible study come on over so we gained man all of our initial people um was through that bible study and of course when we moved uh Sarah and I moved from that first house that was a rental to we bought a house um those people stopped coming cuz it wasn't next door one family came for like another year but then they stopped coming as well so all the initial people like they're gone mm-hmm. but all those people that moved from California and yeah. invited people they knew through work or nice. friends or school you know so it's all been word of mouth
0: nice what's the most challenging i asked everybody this what what you could say what's the most challenging but what what did you like knowing what you know now? And it's only a year in. What would you have done differently in the beginning, coming into this church plant? Man, it's a tough question. Yeah, I sent a few questions ahead of time. Not that one though. That's a that's a trick one. You got to think on the fly.
2: I didn't even look at those <laughs> questions. To <laughs> <laughs> be honest with you, uh,
1: I can I can uh, I can spark I can spark uh, Kyle's imagination. Okay, we okay. talk a lot about this, and I think it's an important thing. And I think the whole bivoc- bivocational thing has been a has been a challenge. Uh, um, wouldn't you say that's true, Kyle?
2: Yeah, but I don't know that I can do anything about that. You know, so if I could do it differently, I would have a bunch of money where I would could focus on the church.
0: But <laughs> yeah, that's the easy I, way. I, I, yeah, so I don't know. Jeff's the things... CFO, so he might have some money, actually. Jeff, do you have any? I money? have,
1: no, I have no money of my own, <laughs> and. If you want to give money, you know, cultivate can use it. So
2: <laughs> No, the table the table fellowship. The table church. fellowship. The table
0: fe- yeah, yeah sir. That's right.
2: Give give all your money slash the table, <laughs> table fellowship, dot, okay. dot Bye. Yeah. Bye.
0: Yeah. Amen. <laughs> cool. And what was it? So by vocational, would you say, Kyle?
2: Yeah, that's been a challenge. That's something I'm working through right now even. Um we've done it and I've uh made it work and the Lord's been gracious and he's connected me with jobs and so um, it's, it's been doable, but, you know, we're at the point now where it's time to make a change and start figuring out how to make that change. So where um, I can focus full time on the church. So that's very that's been the definitely the, the most difficult part about plant, planting. But one being lonely and not knowing anybody mm-hmm, yeah. coming from a context of being in the same community for 30 years. I was born and raised in Temecula, California, and well, wow, I wasn't born and raised. I was born um, in Long Beach, but moved to Temecula when I was five and left when I was 35. And then now moving to a new city, I don't know anybody. I don't go I go to the grocery store. don't know no one mm-hmm. that was kind of challenging. And I didn't realize how challenging it was going to be until I was in the middle of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Great, man. Um, it's been great talking to you, Kyle. You too, Jeff, as usual. Um, thanks for being on the show. What's one last thing you would encourage our, uh, our listeners with kyle about church planting and being in those early days
2: i would say just be uh, just bathe it in prayer uh, be sensitive to what the spirit wants uh, a lot of people will tell you what they think um, which is good to get wisdom from a multitude of counselors but at the end of the day it's got to be what the lord tells you to do and so it's good to glean wisdom from people but just because they say it doesn't
0: mean that's what yeah that's, to good. that's a good word mm-hmm. jeff what do you think yeah.
1: And the other thing, if if there's any listeners that are pastors and have been pastoring for a long period of time and are thinking of transitioning or you've already transitioned and you're sitting at home with nothing to do, I have found um, an amazing amount of energy pouring into Kyle and other guys like him. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, that was part of my transition. So I I just feel that there's a huge need for pastors that have transitioned out to to really be pouring into young guys you know right out of second timothy chapter two right Mm -hmm. paul Paul says that and and he's not saying that because you know this is how we're supposed to do things he's saying it because when we are pouring into others they're pouring into us Mm -hmm. and um it's just a great you just flourish. I just feel like I'm flourishing in my older years and it, it's it's awesome, so. Yeah, that's great, great. Encouragement. that's great.
0: And we have a place for that as uh, coaches and mentors. A lot of the guys like, like yourself, Jeff, are on that coaches page that we have. And there's room for more. And so um, whether you wanna plan a church, I promise we've got it more together now, Kyle can attest to this, than in the early beta days. Um, or you want to be a mentor, a local guy that's working with these church planters to send them out, or you want to be a coach, someone like Jeff, who, um, you know, from, from a distance even can pour into these guys, um, cultivatechurchplanting.com, and there's a, there's a little form there you can fill out. Thanks again, guys, for uh, being with us, and, um, you know, God bless you. We're looking forward to seeing how it goes. Maybe we'll have you on again, um, Kyle, and we'll hear about all your multiple services, sound and lights, smoke machine you know all that stuff that you want to have <laughs> yes, yes <laughs> starbucks yeah. at the door you know the whole nine yards oh boy if that happens uh, I'll be starbucks those and those. smoke the, machines oh I'm yeah just, man this the, is awesome. that's the anointing right yes there. it yeah. is all right <laughs>
2: uh, engineered the engineered anointing <laughs> <laughs> all right good ha-
0: good having you guys uh, on yeah. yeah thank you Thanks. brian yeah. it's always Thanks, good you seeing your brother yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us today at the Cultivate Church Planting podcast. For more information on church planting or to get involved with the Cultivate program, visit CultivateChurchPlanting.com. You can also find us on social media and YouTube at Cultivate Church Planting. We'll see you next time.